What is going on, man? What's going on, man? It's nice to meet you uh, virtually here. Nice to meet you. Thomas Hunter. Thomas Hunter. Pleasure to meet you, man. Um, nice to meet you, too. So I'm like a mess right now. Let me, like, put clothes on. It's all good, man. I liked your, uh, <laughs> I liked your, what do you call that? Is that like a shawl or? Yeah, a blanket. <laughs> oh, it's blanket. <laughs> Trying to get all complicated. It's a fucking blanket. It's a blanket, man. <laughs> oh, let me just do this. Yeah, man, take your time. All right, dude. Thanks for having me, man. This is so of course, man. fun. I, I was like about to like hold the, I, I had some people come drop some stuff by it. I was going to like, I felt like I was like about to hold them hostage. I'm just like, yo, you like <laughs> furniture mover dudes want to have a conversation with me? Like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the hell fucking yeah podcast, man. Um, yeah. It's the, these days, like any human interaction is, is welcomed, right? I love it, man. I love, I mean, that's one thing. It's so beautiful about this whole thing is like, I just, I always, like, I've always been kind of like an isolator and I've always liked to be alone a lot. Yeah. And I, and just realizing how much I need people, how much yeah. I love that, like a connection with another person. Absolutely, man. Um, I'm the same way in a way. It's like, yeah, I've kind of been home since March. I mean, I've gone out, but you know, yeah. to get like things and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm the same way. I like to be alone until I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's good. There's like, I, I think there's like, I think there's like a, uh, sorry, let me turn this off. I think there's like yeah. a lot, there's like a line that between between uh, spending quality time with myself and getting stuff done and then like isolating myself. Sure. And which is like, they look very similar, but they, uh, one's like more damaging than the other or something. Right, right. I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so where are you living? Where are you living? I live in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Um, are, you guys, are you guys being shut down again or is it already? Dude, I have no idea. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I I heard, yeah, I heard that they were gonna do some like, um, uh, like curfews and stuff. But mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little unplugged from all that because like, I just not that I'm not that I'm like purposely not being and trying not to be informed. But like, I just feel like that too much information doesn't really make my life better. I agree. It makes it worse yep. so i kind of like <laughs> un unplug i heard something about they were going to do like a curfew but i'm like i don't I, I guess i'm not a politician but i don't really understand how like does the does the virus like not go out after 10 like i don't really understand what, <laughs> what the whole vibe is so yeah like, yeah and we'll you know everyone should be safe obviously and, and cautious but there are some rules sure. that are just absurd you know like yeah like i i wear a mask in the in the grocery store like i'm not going to be a dick like, right just, right of just course because, just because i'm not like you know unhealthy and 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 you know immunocompromised doesn't mean that i'm just going to go like go out and flex and be a dick but like i don't know yeah. man i mean we don't need to get super into the whole virus thing i'm sure that's like everybody talks about but it's yeah crazy out here man. it really is crazy i mean i don't know how it is in california but here in new york um they put like so there's restaurants and they they take a tent and put the rest the pretty much the restaurant outside yeah they've been doing that here too yeah so i i understand why they do it because they need to 
they can still fill a lot more seats that way and because they have to spread yeah. everybody out inside but when you really think about it, it's like all right so i'm still inside <laughs> around people yeah uh just yeah. some of the rules are crazy but i guess we got to do what we got to do but yeah we don't have to get into all that crazy shit um how's the weather how's the weather over there because i'm uh beautiful man yeah i'm, I'm jealous like, man it's so fucking cold here it's like a, it's like <laughs> i i think it's like 87 oh my god or something i'm about ready to go on a run i love it dude let me tell you this uh winter in new york sucks um i know man it's i'm in a garage uh, this is just a mirage behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Behind this is a lawnmower and some tools. Um, cool. Do they work? It's cool. It's they work. Um, the lawnmower. It turns. It's got it, gas in it. It works. Yeah, I don't use okay, cool. it often. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, my point is, is that I'm freezing. It's like it's like probably I have a heater next to me, and the th the thermostat says 50. That's probably about right. Oh, I hate that, dude. I hate 50. that for you. Yeah. And I put it on 97 because that's the highest it goes. <laughs> but it's yeah, never, yeah, it's never going to fight the cold in here. So, no, man, I, I, I feel you, man. That, that's yeah. why I live in L.A. Like I, I grew yeah. up in really cold, cold places. I'm from Alaska. So it's like, oh, wow. I, I grew up in and my so my dad, my dad is a is a journeyman lineman. So we like and that's like crazy work up there. So you, we moved around a lot and it's like I was born in Anchorage and then we lived in like kind of fair we kind of like live we, we just kind of lived around and then and uh and then uh at the at the very end before we moved down to the lower 48 we lived on this like motor sailor like this big sailboat in the in the in like we went to like all the different fishing villages that my father would work at like cordova saldovia petersburg and it's literally like 60 below zero in some of those places wow it's crazy dude it's, and i'm just like and then i lived in seattle for like my whole like my whole kind of young adult life and my folks live in portland and just a lot of northwest so i'm like i'm done with rain yeah i don't care <laughs> i don't give a fuck if we're in a drought like whatever like you guys get rained on like i've had enough yeah like, i've had enough cold i've had enough rain like i want it to be thanksgiving and and i want to be outside with no shirt on absolutely absolutely like that's man. i don't like wearing clothes that much like i wasn't built to be an alaskan person you know? yep yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's cold here most of the year. I mean, the summer obviously is hot, like 89 degrees, but yeah, yeah. it's so short. It's like a couple months, yeah. and then the rest of the year is just this, just fucking. Yeah. Where, where are you at? Where are you at? In uh, Long Island. Oh, oh, dope, dope. That's yeah. Cool. Like uh, about an hour and a half outside of New York City. Um, so let's get into some. Uh, some family out there. I loved. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, out on Long Island. Yeah, well, I used to I used to have some family out there from from uh, from uh, my first failed marriage. Um, beautiful people. They lived in uh, they lived uh, like Long like Long Long Beach. Okay. Yeah. I loved it out, man. I got some of the yeah. worst sunburns of my life out there on that beach. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Man, I remember like playing. A sh we were playing a show in Brooklyn, and I went out to visit them because I hadn't seen them in a little bit, and she and. Cadence, um, my ex-wife's, uh, I guess her, her brother's wife, took me to the beach and I hadn't seen the sun in a while because I've been in, living in Seattle. And I don't know what my deal was, but I was like, we were like sitting on the beach and she had this like bag of, of uh, sunscreen, kinds, like spray on, you know, like whatever lotion you want some. And I was like, and right before we played, this kid came. It was crazy. He was like, 
he was Manuel Noriega's grandson and he was a huge fan of our band. And he showed up and he was like, I brought these mushrooms from Panama. <laughs> and I was like, yo, let me have them. So I ate like before the show started and I was playing in two bands that night, the opening and then, and also the headliner. And like, I ate them before we played, or I ate them during the, the first band set, wow. like on stage. And they kicked in really hard. And I remember being like, <laughs> the whole second set was with this guy named Damien Gerardo. I don't know if you, you've heard of him. He's, no. he's one of my favorite guys to play with. And I was playing all just slide guitar. And I remember like being tripping so hard and my skin was like flaking off. Like I was like losing, I was like the worst, like life-changing sunburn. And like looking down and like my slide looked like it was like 10 feet from my fretboard. Like I couldn't, and I just went through this whole thing on stage where I'm like, hey, I'm blowing it. Like I must be playing so horrible, which I guess I didn't, but I thought I did. But I was like <laughs> focusing so hard and I was just like, this is, this is gonna sound stupid, but at the time I was just like, dude, like this is the sensation of being alive, like the suffering. Yeah. Like, like, and I was like, had this like weird gratitude for how uncomfortable I was like in front of this room full of people. Wow. But anyways, that's my Long Island sunburn. And Did then it ever... came off and then it came off in like, this is so fucking gross dude. For the next week, like in the van, like we'd be driving around and I would like, pull, like rip my skin off and make it into balls and like throw it. Oh out. yeah, absolutely. Wow, they call me skin like, ball for like a year. That sounds like a pretty bad fucking burn. Dude, it um, was pretty fucked up. Did you get to ever hear that recording by any chance? Like, was it recorded? It was not recorded, uh. I don't think. Um, although, <laughs> although there was a lot of there was a lot of footage of that of that um, tour, mm -hmm. and uh, the band was so killing. I mean, it was yeah. so it was this it was this band that I was in called KK and his Weathered Underground, and it was yep me and um uh uh this guy named kirk and then this guy named phil um peterson and K kirk was the lead singer and he was in like he was in a bunch of bands with us like coming up through the emos he was in gatsby's american dream i don't know if you remember them yeah. um and then and then kyle the keyboard player was is in that band portugal the man and uh Anyways, everybody's doing stuff now, but we had this really cool band together and it was like, and we got used as backing band a lot because we had like horns and strings and stuff. And, um, and this, this, uh, this one guy, secret weapon named Jacob Hoffman, who's in the, the Brandy Carlisle band now, he played like French horn and bass and keys, whatever the fuck you needed. He's like the best singer in the world. And so the band was really good at that time. And we were all just eating so many psychedelics yeah like, and, and we, i mean we were young we were like i mean i was like i was probably like 23 or 4 or something and like we just we were all absolute nightmares um, <laughs> just everywhere we went just like the yeah. van was just puffing with weed smoke and like i don't know how we didn't get arrested um i almost got arrested a couple of times <laughs> So just a quick mention, actually, uh, for those who may not know, Thomas is singer, songwriter, guitarist, writer and producer for so many projects, uh, too many to list, but we're going to get to most of it today. So I wanted to get into um, White China Gold. Oh, cool. Um, dude, I'm currently obsessed with this, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, man. like for real. Thanks, um, I, I downloaded one. Well, it's a long story, but I'll and I'll tell you later. I downloaded the first album like a few weeks ago yeah. and I've been listening okay. to it since. I didn't even know there was a second one until today. Because, oh, nice. <laughs> because, of, because of the way it's listed on iTunes and I'm going to show you the picture later of how it's listed. 
Yeah, I know. It, it it's yeah. weird, right? Yeah, yeah, I tried to I tried to hit them up about it got like they uh, it's a long story. It's you yeah. know, it's it's dumb admin shit and I'm like so bad at the internet. Like <laughs> I just like it, it just got well, one of them was up and it got the first one was up and then it got pulled down, so I had to like re-release it and then I didn't have the original artwork or something and they wouldn't let it go back up. I, it was a nightmare. It's been a right. nightmare. But anyways, they're up there now. They're both <laughs> up there. I um and I found, you know, I was, I'm watching these videos on YouTube and I'm like, wait, why aren't these songs on the first release? Like, yeah. um, uh, shit, Rough Sweat. Yeah. And, um, uh, A Good Woman and stuff like that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. dude, those songs, holy shit. Um, that video for Rough Sweat is amazing. It's crazy, right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's, my friend it, Miles, my friend Miles did it, man. It, this guy, Miles Santo, he's like, uh. He's this Australian kid that should by no means be behind the camera. He's like, the, he's like, he's like one of those guys that like most of his friends are like, if they had to choose most of his straight friends, if they had to choose one guy to go gay for, it'd be him. He like should be in front of the camera. <laughs> right, right. But he's like, he's a genius. And he just like, he uh, had this idea uh, for this, for this video. And I was like, dude, do it. And I was on tour with the heavy at the time. So I actually had to be out of town. And that's why uh, Max Carver, the, um, that actor, Max Carver played like what I was supposed to play, which I'm glad that he did it because he's like an actual real actor. You know, like right. he's like, he's like a, like a really good actor. And I was like, oh, sick. I love not being in the video. I hate being in music videos. <laughs> so he, he had this whole idea. They choreographed it. And with Karibi behind too, who's in, a, she was in that like, that like mermaid show. Uh, it was called like H2O, just add water or something. Okay. They're, yeah. all, they're all Australian kids, so. She was yeah. amazing in that. Uh, She's so great, man. I love her. And I never so even got good. to meet her in person, but like, oh, wow. but like, you know, obviously this thing is getting made and I was like sending money as it was happening. And I was just on tour with the heavy, like I, didn't, I think we were in the UK or something. So he's like, dude, it's happening. It's happening. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll see what turns out. Like I always hate music videos. And yeah. he showed me the first cut and I was like, what did you do? This is so dope. And it was like, all of our friends did it. Like all of our friends that, you know, like, wardrobe, set design, makeup, like all the people who played the extras were all just like people kind of that are in our like, I don't know, just like kind of our friend yeah. group and everybody just had a good time together. And I don't know, it was great. I loved it. I was gonna say it's so it's super cinematic, the video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's Rough Sweat by uh, White China Gold. Go, go to YouTube and check it out. It's mm. fucking dope. It's so good. Thanks, I like man. fell in love with it. Like there's certain things like that where I can watch them and instantly like, I'm like, Oh, I really like this. I'm drawn to it instantly. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. definitely one of them. Really cool. Thank you. Um, so, and the lyrics on both. Oh, another song that I wanted to actually ask about rivers of blood. Yeah. Um, that is, that's not on either one of the albums. No, that's just a new song. I mean, I, I just write like all the time. That's just some like random song I wrote. I, I wrote it like kind of like right after I got, sober like it was one of those ones it was one of those ones that's like it's only happened to me a few times in my life where like i literally like sat down played one chord and then i like i know it sounds weird because that song kind of is like has a lot of parts and goes a lot of places but like i literally played it front to back exactly how it is the first time like i wrote it as i played it lyrics and everything just like came out it was like one of those it's happened like two other times in my whole life yeah. Um, I, I really like that song. I love that fucking song. 
Um, yeah, I need, I'm, I'm gonna and, put it on the, I'll probably put it on my next record. Okay, cool. And I literally just heard it today for the first time. Oh, and, cool, cool. Uh, it had a good response too. Like my wife was in the other room and she was like, she's like, ask me, you know, what are you listening to? You know, it like, oh, cool, it's, it's got man. that kind of draw to it. It's a really great song. Um, oh, thank you. Absolutely. So the lyrics on these albums are very frank and honest, really. Um, yeah. many, many references to drug use. And you said, you know, when you were sober, how long have you been sober? Uh, I've been sober. I, I got six years on September 2nd. Six years. Nice, man. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Thank you, man. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, as far as like creative, <laughs> the creative process goes behind writing these songs or writing other people's songs, yeah. um, do you find that you're obviously you're more focused but how do you how do you make these this music now without that the those elements? right i totally get that i mean yeah. that's definitely that's like a that's like something that uh it, it like makes sense to wonder about that and i think before i got sober i wondered about that too mm -hmm. like because my my process used to be so wild like i would just like, you know, get like as much cocaine and heroin as I could afford, put it in a fucking pile on my table and sit with my typewriter and just like, and just like, just my face would, I would look like the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy, just like, you know what I mean? Just like, and just writing. And that was just part of it. And then like in the studio, like I was like, part of it was that it was hectic and like dramatic. And like, there's this VHS actually of when we recorded the last record, my friend Jacob, the guy, uh, I was talking about from the Brandy Carlisle band. He like, he, he was um, VHS taping the whole thing and I need to get a hold of it. He said he's, he's got it. But like, I would just be like, at one point I was like, and we did it all live in this big theater. That whole record is live and um, on tape. And like, so I was like trying to get this guitar sound. And I was like in the studio, like ripping apart their guitar pedals that they had there to like build this new sound. But like, I don't build guitar pedals. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to solder. Like I can barely unscrew a fucking screw. Like, and then, so I'm like doing that. And then I would like disappear into the bathroom for two hours. And then I'd like come out and I would be like talking crazy. Like I would be saying like, like, oh yeah, I gotta go meet this guy outside. And I'd like go meet, I'd like go outside and just stand on the corner and they'd be like, he, he'd have like the VHS tape. And like, I, I wouldn't, there'd be nobody there. I'd just be standing on the corner. And like, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. psych, psychotic. Like I was in psychosis, you know? And, um, I thought that that was like part of it or something. So when I got sober, I was like, what is going to happen here? But like, honestly, for anybody who like is afraid to get sober for those reasons, like I have not had that experience. I have not had the experience of losing anything. If anything, I have, I'm more in touch with like my, what makes me, me. I'm more in touch with like my ideas. I'm more in touch with what makes me probably even strange. You know, like I think, I think to a certain extent, like, that's like all those drugs made me write even like more normal in a lot of ways, you know, like, cause it, it does really kind of like imprison your ideas a little bit, like, like mm -hmm. where, how far you're willing to go, you know, because you don't have the, like, at a certain point you run out of uh, like stamina and like energy. And like, I have a boundless wonder and stamina now, you know, like I can, yeah. if I want to chase down some stupid fucking idea, like I'll do it for two days straight, you know, sure. it doesn't, doesn't, and I've had no, I've had, no, the only thing that's gotten in my way is like that fear, mm -hmm. the fear of like, and it's so funny, it melts away every time I start to make something like I have every morning when I wake up before I sit down in front of my typewriter, I'm like, 
I can't think of what I'm going to write today. Mm -hmm. I can't think of what ideas I'm going to have. And it's so stupid because then the second I sit down, I like type a word and then I type another word and then I just get an idea. You know, it's just like, we all have ideas all the time. Our minds move really fucking fast, you know? Like, and, and if you're at all, I, I think if you're, if you have any sort of faith in yourself, like you don't need anything to have those ideas. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess that's like a really long way of answering that. Like I've had no problems. I have no problems feeling creative. No, I thank you. First of all, for understanding what I was trying to ask, because that's exactly what I was trying to ask. Um, yeah. The, you know, listening to both albums, even though one's in the, you know, the high stage, right? And yeah. I'm, well, they, they, they sober. both are. Oh, they both are. Yeah. So six, well, I thought, the, but, well, 2016, right? Oh, so that, that, that record, I, I, I made it when I was fucked okay, up. Okay, I gotcha. And, and I couldn't pull my life together hard enough to release it. Gotcha. So I, I, re I released it. I, I think I had been sober for maybe like a couple yeah like i think a year and a half or something when i actually released it gotcha okay um yeah um yeah that's and it's a great message really honestly because you don't you don't need you, you feel like you do need these things to to make your art yeah. better or whatever but you really don't <laughs> no and, and i mean i mean for me obviously because of the way things went down like i obviously needed to experience that to be who I am, but like, um, I mean, also just like the way I am, like the, the no, knowing, knowing my head and I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this. It's not like I'm special or anything, but I'm just saying like knowing my own self, like there was no way I wasn't going to be a drug addict. You know, they're just like the way my mind works. Like I'm, I'm so like wildly obsessive about every, everything. You know, like, 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 right, like my kind of most recent thing is um, about maybe two years ago, I got really obsessed with running and I literally run 10, 10 miles a day, every day, like without fail. And I, and I, and I leave at like one o'clock in the morning and I run in the middle of the night and I just run through Hollywood, like in the middle of the streets. I have a coyote friend up in one of the canyons hang out with, but yeah, yeah I just like, I, you know, it's like, I, I can't miss a day. I feel like I'm going to like die or something if I do. So. Right. I understand that a hundred percent. I had a stint a little while from, from myself. Um, so I do get it. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, you need to find something to be addicted to that's positive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and also I think there's like a certain amount of like working on the little things of yourself, the little parts of yourself, like, practicing that kind of like those contrary actions to be like hey i'm gonna like tip over the edge in this like weird obsessive compulsive way maybe like what's a step that i could take in the opposite direction sure you know and start to teach yourself little things to like not not so you're just like passing your addiction off on other things like, even if it's positive like you know but just like maybe like trying to get a practice to just be less obsessive or something yeah i don't know <laughs> I don't absolutely know. no that makes 100 percent. it makes sense 100 percent yeah. um back to the albums uh the sonic arrangements yeah, yeah. Of both, both of those albums there were they they feel very intentional um yeah. there's so much range in your voice and your guitar playing has a voice of its own to me um right. how long have you been playing guitar uh i started kind of like late actually for a well i mean not like late late but later than a lot of people that i know um i started i think when i was maybe 
nine, eight or nine. I started, wow. I, I started taking piano lessons when I was younger. And then I started playing woodwinds in like school band. And I got really into that. I started with clarinet and, um, and alto sax. And then I ended up when I got a little older, I was, I played very sax and I really loved, I really took to that. And then, um, but yeah, it was kind of always, as soon as I picked, I always wanted to play the guitar. Like, it's really strange, actually. My, the, the reason I started playing was my dad, my dad brought home this, uh, the, the Eagles Hell Freezes Over, like, reunion tour VHS yeah. tapes, <laughs> which is, like, the worst Eagles. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I, I love it. I love the Eagles. I, I know that the Big Lebowski made it cool to, like, hate the Eagles, but I fucking right. love the Eagles. Yeah. And fuck that. Um, <laughs> But but Joe, I remember seeing Joe Walsh play, and he was play, and and he and he had this song called "Pretty Maids" all in a row, which is also like not the best Eagles song, and also not the best Joe Walsh song. And I remember him playing the the acoustic guitar part, and I was like, I want to do that. And uh, I had to the the teacher in town wouldn't take me until I was like either eight or nine, I can't remember, until I had turned some age, and. Uh, so I started working in, we were living in orchards at that time. And I started like picking suckers and like pruning in the orchards and like trying to make a little bit of money. And then on Wednesdays, I would like pop over there after school and he'd give me lessons. And, um, he was a weird guy. He was like this, like, he was like this. Now he lives in this kind of like um, Lutheran hippie town that you can only get to by boat or helicopter called Holden wow. Village. It's like <laughs> out, it's like, it's like in central Washington, like up, uh, on Lake Chelan, it's just like big 55 mile long lake, um, glacier runoff, it's gorgeous. But that he's like the amazing. town, he's <laughs> like the town musician up there and they like, there's like no electricity and shit. I, I, I don't really know, but um, yeah. but yeah. So he would only teach me um, like, it was a lot of like a guitar reductions for like Irish uh, harp music. There's like this guy named Turlo Carolyn, I think is his name. Hmm. And it was all like waltzing Matilda sounding shit. But I loved it. I love it. it was all it was very dramatic and like, you know, uh, sad. I like yeah. that. That's very cool. Um, you, would you say you got your style from that? Like, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have a very unique style. You know, it's very cool. Probably. And then after that, I, I, you know, it's all people, man. It's all people. Yeah. Like, like you know, th th like there was this guy, and then there was my next, my next teacher, and he. Um, he was this like really cool jazz guy. He had like like long like silver white hair, and he talked. He kind of had like the Miles Davis voice, like the kind of like low raspy, like talked really quiet. And he was like this killer jazz player. And uh, I got really into jazz. I got really into like gypsy jazz at first, like Django Reinhardt and stuff. And then I got really into West Montgomery, and um, and then. Uh, you know, and then there was like the guy that that owned the the record store slash head shop in town that like I used to ride my bike down to, and he would like turn me on to shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would like turn me on to like Sly Stone and like Sam Cooke and like, and I remember he gave me the Band of Gypsies record, and and uh, I was like the I know this is like fucked up, but I was like the rare like when I first heard Jimi Hendrix, I was like I don't really like this. Like as a guitar player, it's so weird, but I love Band of Gypsies. Like yeah. that record to me like blew my fucking head off, and still. I still love it. And, uh, but yeah, it's just people, you know what I mean? It's the people sure. I met. And then I went to college. Uh, I mean, this is a lot of years, but I, I went to USC for music school. Um, they have a small, they have a, a studio jazz guitar program. And, you know, it was like maybe like 10 kids, you know, 10 kids a year or something. And the people I met there, my teachers there, um, 
the 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 players there you know like uh and they're all still active like it's like Jocko Caraco was my roommate he's he's the guitar player for like Miley Cyrus and like Kelly Clarkson and shit and then Zane Carney was another one of my um, classmates and he's like um uh he, he's John Mayer's guitar player and um or wow. the other guitar player and and just tons of sh you know i mean they're all and like the biggest session player in town right now probably but like all these guys and then there was like the bebop guys john story from portland he was he was there at the time and he's like the best like straight ahead player i've ever met in my life and you know it's just people like i just i, I yeah. would obsess over and then the, my professors there there was this guy named joe diorio who is like a legend he's like a they used to call him like the John Coltrane of guitar. He was like best friends with Gus Montgomery and played with like Anito Day and Freddie Hubbard and like, okay, cool. Anyways, I'm just going off on a fucking tangent. But <laughs> no, it's go for it. It's awesome. Um, it's amazing, really. Uh, yeah. To have all that like music and inspiration around you and to create something from that, you know, is really what, yeah. what you're saying. Um, so when did you start singing? um way later like i yeah. the, i mean it's still like a relatively new instrument to me and it took me a long time to like i mean i've always sang and written songs but i would never like and i was in like like you know choir and stuff when i was a kid but i would never have like sang a song in it, like in front of people sure you know i always i have this weird thing i don't know what it is if i just get in my head but like I can hear myself singing out of tune. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like you have good ears. Like, why are you, why are you singing out of tune? And I just always like was in, I was, I always have been like a side, a good side man. You know, I'm always good at making other people sound better. And yeah. Um, and, I, and I love that because I love, I love like soaking stuff up. You know, the, 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 the singers that I've played with in the, like Kelvin Swaby from the heavy is like one of, the best singers I've ever met in my entire life. Like getting to back him up, getting to write music with him is like, I've learned so much and same with Kirk from KK. Um, Thomas from Forgive Durden also, the, the other Thomas. Um, I, I mean, everybody, I play, Jesse Joe, like that girl, I, I learned so much from her, you know what I mean? Yeah. All, all, all the singers I play with, like I just, and um, when I did that first record, the, the, um, when I did the first the first White China Gold record, I I had I had just just decided that I had these songs that I had never that I wouldn't I hadn't given to anybody like songs that I just like realized that I had kind of like cordoned off to my to leave I don't I don't know what that word is that I just said but this uh, that I kind of just put in a little box for myself sure and uh, I just decided to do them and um, I started singing and I was like I I don't know like I guess it's still an instrument like it's not yeah. ideally how I would have it sound but it's it's my voice and I guess nobody else has it so yeah you, I don't know. you make it look easy man honestly it, oh, really? it's so good it's so fucking oh, thanks um I, I don't I don't think of it that way so it's like really cool I, to hear yeah that. I, know, I understand that I understand that but it's it's natural it's just yeah it's it's like you've been doing it your whole life <laughs> oh thanks man um so can we expect a new white china gold album anytime soon yeah I, I mean, I have so many songs for it. Uh, I, oh God, I'm such, I'm so bad at it. Like I'm so bad at putting myself out and like, I've had so many like start dates for studio times. And then I'm just like, nah, 
I'm not ready. I want to write more songs. I want to, write, and you know, just push it. Or like people are like, dude, you can come in and record for free. Just like come do the record here. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you. Right. You know. And plus, I've been super. You know, I I get busy with shit. I get tied up with shit. Yeah. You know, I'm doing. I've been. I've been really. The last few years, I've been really busy with Jesse Joe, and I just like I love that. Like that brings me so much joy, and I just I love her. Yeah. I love love her voice. I love I love her as a as a person. I love traveling with her. You know, I love the band. I love all the people involved. I love her family. You know, it's like, uh, it's just like, um, it's, I, I really throw myself, threw myself into that, so. Yeah, um, I actually, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. I'll, we'll get to yeah. Jesse Joe right now. Yeah, yeah. Great segue. Um, so you're not only the guitarist, but writer and producer, right? Yeah, yeah. For a lot I mean, of yeah, we, we, I mean, we do, yeah, we do it, we do it together, her and I. Okay. Um, uh, the Dandelion EP, was mm -hmm. produced with Dan Taylor from the Heavy, and yes. St and Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, if that's right. He he played he played a guitar solo on it. Okay. Yeah, he um, didn't. He, he, yeah, he was there for. He came into the studio for one day and played uh, the at the end of the song Dandelion. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, how did you get involved with Jesse? Um. Actually, so it was after I moved to LA from Seattle. I was. Um, uh, we were just about ready to start the next heavy record cycle, which was, I think it was the, the Hurt and the Merciless maybe record. And then I think it was like, yeah, it was like two records ago. Yeah, two records ago. And then he, um, the singer came, Kelvin came here and he and I were doing like a little, I don't even know what you really call it, like a little showcasey type of thing at No Name Bar. And, um, it was all just like our label and other and management and stuff. And we were on red light management at the time, or the, the heavy still is, but Jesse mm -hmm. Joe was at the time too. And her manager from red light Luke brought her out to the show and she saw me and me and Kelvin just played duo. And it was like really sick. Cause we were doing these like kind of soul, soul tunes, but just guitar and vocal. And his voice is so like fucking incredible. And um, anyway, she, she saw me and was like, and told her manager, I want, uh, like I want to meet him or something like that or I want to play with him or something like that and um, then we so at, from that we had her open up we had her old band uh, open up for the heavy on like a little run that we did around Coachella that year so it was like you know whatever between the two weeks of Coachella so it's like we, you know I think we played like I don't know, the Fonda Theater or something here and then San Francisco and Portland. I don't know what it was, but, but she opened up for us. And then it was like, I remember after the last day, I hadn't really spoken to her much after the last day. It was kind of like, hey, like when I get back in town from this tour, like, let's talk, okay? And then, and then we didn't for a really long time. And then at a certain point, we, we met up and I just like, I don't know, I kind of just like fell in love with her immediately. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, she has a, yeah. such a stunning voice man <laughs> and it's just rich yeah it's just it's just different than anybody else Absolutely. like like i'm not trying to throw shade at anybody but there's like the like but like you know modern dudes have this thing that they do with their voice that's mm -hmm. like i don't know cool or something and then like mm -hmm. modern modern female singers have this thing that they do with their voice that's like the, the female equivalent of that and right. everybody does it right. and i hear it and i'm like do something different like, yeah. why are you doing that same weird like 
I don't even know what you call it. I wish I could like mime it to you, but I, I know exactly I what you mean. <laughs> so embarrassed to try to mime it. Yeah. It's almost like a yarl or something like that. It's like <laughs> all that. I, I'm not going to like call anybody particularly out because like I'm not trying to be shitty, but like yeah. she doesn't no, yeah. do that. What I'm saying is right. she doesn't do that. Right. She just sounds like her, you know, and I love yeah. it when people sound like the way they like when they talk and then they sing, like I know it's the same person. You know what I mean? Right. Like Lou Reed or something like that. Like those yeah. are my favorite voices. Not like, you know, not like fucking, I don't know, like some like operatic singer or something. I'm like, you don't talk like that, motherfucker. That's weird. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're, and you're like born with that kind of personality, that persona yeah. where you, you can sing the way you talk, you know, and that yeah. natural born skill right there. There's no way around yeah. it. <laughs> Everything she does is just vibey. Like, like any song, like, like one of the most recent ones that that we that we put out is a song called die young and uh mm -hmm. that was like a song that i kind of wanted to do for white china gold like i had started kind of doing it and and i didn't know anybody would even really like it that much and i showed it to her and she was like holy shit like can we like kind of like rewrite this together and she's like i love this and i was like of course and the second she started singing it, i was like oh now it's done it's done now like you know it, it could have never been me it could have never been right. me. it was always right. for her you know right and uh she does that to like any song any yeah song. she just i i actually quiet. downloaded some of her stuff this morning uh and that song in particular amazing so good thanks um there's a video for it too it's pretty cool yeah and it's beautiful and yeah she kills it um so you were also in wild orchid children and yeah as you mentioned before uh kk and his weather underground yeah uh both amazing unique and stylistically different yeah so really everything you're a part of spans greatly through so many different styles and influences so mm -hmm. what, what would you say are your greatest influences throughout your career besides like some of the people you've you've met or mentioned before like um you, you like like my musical influences yes yeah like just bands that, i mean like so i mean some of it's kind of stuff i mean like i definitely like i'm such a huge fan oh i see a little picture of chris back there behind you that's cute Right here, I love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couple. yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he's 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 one of my influences for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, oh my god, dude, we used to get into so much trouble together. I uh, could imagine. <laughs> some of the stories. Um, me, nothing about you, but some of the stories that he's told me. I'm like, wow. All right. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. But uh, okay, so like, so like, <laughs> I would say that some of it's kind of stock. Like, I mean, probably my favorite bands in the world are the Rolling Stones and the Velvet Underground. Like, yeah. Like, it's just kind of, you know, that's easy. Right. But like, I don't know, as far as like, you know, I go through, I go through, like, also like I'm obsessed with like 90s R&B. Um, I mean, like uh, the song Usher, You Remind Me. Mm -hmm. uh, the song You Remind Me by Usher is like one of my favorite songs ever. I listen to a lot of like 90s hip hop and um, uh, I love like Cameron. And um, I also listen to a lot of like new shit. Like I love Drake. Yeah, I love, I love pop. I like that Pop Smoke record. Um, I I also I, I love Busta Rhymes. Um, I listen to a lot of like West African music. I love like uh, Ethiopian jazz, like Mulatto Sake. Obviously, is like the probably, like the main name in that. But I love like you know I love Fela Kuti and. Uh, I love, and I love the new shit too. That's over from your, from your area. Like I love like uh Budos band, any, any, anything that those guys do, Manhattan street band, Budos band, yeah. anti-ball, 
Antibalis, like anything from like the Thomas Brennick, like Dunham records, whatever, like that's, to me, that's like my favorite guitar player now that's alive now is that guy, Thomas Brennick from Dap Kings. Okay. Um, I fucking, I just like, I love, I love that whole crew and the, and the heavy has gotten to play with those guys a lot. Uh, the, the Dap, the Dap Kings horns guys. Yeah. Play with us a lot. And, uh, um, and Binky, um, uh, has done some horn and string arrangement for, for the heavy too. Um, and then, but like, I I mean, like, obviously well, not obviously, but I, I grew up on a lot of country, like George Jones. My dad is really into George Jones. And, um, and uh, strangely enough, like Jimmy Buffett, I'm obsessed wow. with. I didn't yeah. understand it when I was when I was younger. I, I was always like, my dad had the best taste in music. And I was just like, but then also loved Jimmy Buffett. And I was mm -hmm. like, dude, I don't understand. How do you get from like Neil Young, like on the beach to Jimmy Buffett, everybody has a cousin in Miami. Like, how do you, how do you reckon those together, both in your right. taste? And now, like, now I just like love Jimmy. Yeah. Buffett. Well, you know, I'm glad I asked the question because it's kind of a generic question. Like who are your influences? But you can hear all of that in your records. Oh, really? In which I can at least, you know, like yeah, yeah. there's Probably, a lot going yeah. on. There's a lot going on in White yeah. China Gold. You can hear yeah. like R&B influences. You can hear even there's some like percussion that's like Jimmy Buffett. Like kind of Caribbean, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's really cool that you have you have such a wide array of things you're influenced by, and it comes yeah. through in the music. So I'm glad I asked that. That's, that's really cool, cool, man. Absolutely. Um, so you're working with uh, you've been working with the heavy for a bit now, right? Yeah, eight years mm -hmm. about. Um, yeah, yeah. For those who aren't familiar with the heavy, they are the rock. Uh, they're a rock band from the UK. You'll definitely know how how you like me now. If you don't yeah. know that song, it's on like every fucking car commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what's your involvement with the heavy and how did that, did that all uh, start? Um, well, it was kind of started in like a weird way where like I was living in Seattle. I had just, I had just tried to kind of clean my act a little bit. There was this weird like thing that went down in Seattle that, this, that summer where all of the black tar heroin just disappeared off the streets and fentanyl came mm -hmm. and like i mean i can't even count how many of my friends people that i know died that year that summer yeah. everybody just was dropping dead and i and i had two like really bad overdoses wow. and the last one and the last one was like wild record children had played a had played a i think it was like a halloween show so it was like through the end of the year, like it had been the summer before and then through the, through the end of the year, I was like using it pretty heavily. And, and I was on my way home and I parked my car in my parking garage and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like smoke a little bit more of this. And I fell out hard and my, and my door was open and my car was still on and I had like tinfoil like all over, like all over me and, and, and somebody like saw me and they called the cops and like the cops and ambulances came. And I, I had, I kind of like came to a little bit. I had like sweat through this big sheepskin coat. And um, this is a long story to get where I'm going. But oh, uh, um, I was like, I had gone completely blind. And I, but I like, I, I like outran where I like outran the cops and I got away from the cops. And uh, um, I think they didn't know what was going on. They showed up and I like crumbled up all the tinfoil and I was like kind of blind and I was like coming out of the garage and they were like, are you okay? And I just like ran home. And so anyways, after that, I had to get sober because I kind of got caught 
I like I, I got caught. The people who own that building were like friends of my wife at the time. And it was a fucking mess. Anyway, right. so I was like trying to clean my fucking act up. And my friend, Tim Delaney, who was the uh, tour manager of the heavy. Um, uh, and he had been with them for, for years at that point. And I knew him through a mutual friend that we had who was a studio owner who, who got like, tragically murdered. And it was like this crazy thing. And it brought us together really hard. And so I was like, kind of staying sober, but like, like from, from hard drugs. And he knew that I was trying to turn my life around and he was always looking for shit for me, but he was out with the heavy and they had just done Letterman in New York. I think they were all over. And it was like a crazy time for the band. Like Letterman had them like do, uh, play the song twice. Like they played it once and he came out and he was like, I love that, do it again. And they like got paid twice and like everything happened to And it was like this, it was like, whoa, is this happening? Like what's happening? Wow. And then the guitar player, Dan got really sick, like super sick and he couldn't leave the hotel. And they had this like huge tour starting like two days later in Seattle at Bumbershoot Festival. Um, which is like a big festival in Seattle. And Tim didn't know what to do. So he called me and was like, dude, can you learn like 30 songs by the day after tomorrow and show up and, and do this tour, like leave for six weeks with these guys. And I was like, I can try. And I, and I was, I was actually with in K in Portland playing a show with KK the night I got the call and I was like, fuck, I'm not going to have a ton of time. So I'm like listening to the music, like trying to like write notes and, um, and uh, and then I had like a half a day at home to kind of like run through everything. And then I went and I met the guys at Bumbershoot. I like shook their hands on the bus and then we just like walked on stage and I, I just like played a set with no rehearsals. And, uh, and we fucking killed it. I have no idea how we did it, but we absolutely killed it. And they were like, the whole time they were looking over just like, whoa, this is happening. Like, I think they all were pretty, thought it was gonna go bad, but like right. it was, it was killer and there was only one song where it got counted off and I was like, I've never heard this before. Nobody yeah. sent this to me, <laughs> but, they, but, they're su but they're such a good band. Toby, the keyboard player just like jumped in and then I kind of like eared it out and I was like, oh, there's only two chords, I got it. Right, but, uh. wow. So, and then anyways, so, so then we did the second date, which was like, I think in Portland or something, fucking destroyed it. Like it was like, I was like, oh shit, this is a good band, like we're killing. And then the guitar player, Dan Taylor, showed back up in, in San Francisco. And he was like, I'm back, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just go home. But I stayed, I stayed that night and just watched the show. And I was like, fuck, what a cool band. Like, I love these guys. And then like after the show, the rest of the guys in the band were like, dude, like you and Dan are so different. Like, why don't we just have both of you? And then, so I did the rest of the tour with them. And, uh, and uh, I relapsed on that tour also. Um, <laughs> really gnarly, but uh, at the very end, but uh, but um, we we kind of just started to develop this like style between the two of us, and then and those guys became like my best friends. I still talk to them like I was just talking to um, the bass player Spencer. I was texting with him before this, and they yeah. just became my best friends. And then I toured with them from from then on out. And then you know, anytime Dan would get busy with his family at home, like he had a he had a child during that time, like during, you know, the touring time. So like there was a while that like I just toured and he didn't. And then there were some times where like I was really laid up bad with my drug shit. And so he would do the U some UK stuff and I wouldn't. And, but then we also, but then we started writing together. Um, and then uh, I've written, I wrote on the last two records, the last one heavily, um, the, the one before a little bit lighter. And then this next one um, heavily also. 
awesome. and the next oh. one's gonna be fucking crazy. R right before this all went down, me and me and Dan and Kelvin all went uh, got a little house uh, like on the Gulf of Mexico in Florida, like kind of by uh, St. Pete's or whatever, and we just sat there for a week and wrote like 25 songs or something and wow they're so good awesome when is that coming out i well i mean we got to record it first that, those are just kind of demo yeah. i mean the <laughs> demos are crazy good crazy good kelvin is like this like he's a great producer too and he kind of just sits at home and makes 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 the every time he's like hey i did more work on these demos i'm like dude just release these they're so fucking good and, right and you know they used to get sent out to the other guys that back in the uk and and they play on them we get Chris does drums and Spen Spenny does his bass and Toby does all his crazy shit and they just end up being great. So, but we'll probably all get together in a room. We want to do it here at the studio that, um, that I work at pretty much solely. It's called Electrovox and that's where we did all the Jesse Joe stuff too. And, nice. um, the engineer there, Michael Harris is like one of the most genius. He probably is the best living engineer. Like that, that's the best studio I've ever been to in my life. Better wow. than Abbey Road, better than anywhere. Wow. Anywhere I've that's awesome man uh, yeah um so we're gonna get into oh before we before we uh get into the pictures you wrote a book yeah i just wrote a book uh what's it called it is called that's how i get through life so easily and um do you want to read something from it i could yeah why it's not so um, cool okay cool let me um Oh my time. God. I'll show I'll show you what my book looks like right now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. This is so awesome. this is what my book looks like. <laughs> it's like it's like in it, it's like uh it's it's done now it's like late it's like laid out but this is what my shit looks like when i'm like <laughs> with, like how i write it so could you imagine stuff. if that's how like they sold it in store <laughs> well i wanted to for a while my my idea was that i wanted to get there's like i the last time i was in paris i was in this store and there was like and they had these like really fancy caviar tins but they're like big they're like this big right and they have like, they're like hand painted and they're so sick. And I was like, yo, what if I could get those made? They were like as big as a piece of paper and just like literally put loose leaf pages like in. So if you lose them, like it's just gone. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'll read this one. Cool. Um, I, actually, I actually read this one on my Instagram the other day. Is that okay? Right. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. The only reason I'm saying that is just because like sometimes they're hard to learn how to read, but I think I can maybe do this one. <laughs> All right. This one is called death does you the favor. Something doesn't feel right. Our skin wouldn't be this soft if we weren't meant to press up against each other in touch and taste and moisture over and over until death does us the favor. I saw the video everyone was posting, the one with the young woman singing about the plague. It's not over just because you're over it, she sang repeatedly and taunting, the way you talk to a puppy who runs headfirst into a glass door. It made me angry, not because I'm over it, or because I think it's over, but because if you want someone to cover their mouth or to get Postmates instead of enjoying a few French fries on the sidewalk, singing a smug little song about how stupid and clueless everyone is who sees the world a little bit differently doesn't seem to be an effective approach. Remember death's little favor we were talking about? Well, the weight of mortality is something that, isn't, that also isn't over just because you're over it. It is coming by plague, maybe by overdose or car crash, or maybe just by staying alive for too long. It is coming for you. Do you really want to use your time like this? 
Through my window, I noticed that the passing of a riderless horse is beautiful and quiet, but the passing of a car with no driver is not. It was harder to understand than it should have been. I went outside because it was damp from the rain, and I knew the slapping of mosquitoes would keep my hands busy. But in the dying light of evening, I just let them bite me because they also want to live and I have enough blood for all of us. The only thing that is free to everyone is the God-given right to scratch an itch. I heard that the Jews in Miami all paint their houses blue to repel flies, but the Muslims would rather live amongst the swarms than to have the same color homes as them. I lay in the green grass, my legs crossed like a charred and forgotten campfire, my head bent back asking all my dead friends in the sky, what do you miss most about being alive? And not a single one of them said, making other people feel stupid. Dude, this is so fucking cool, man. Is this what like the whole Thanks. book is? It's gonna be like, um, you know, like a series of compositions like that? Yeah, so this book, the, uh, this is actually a piece that I wrote a couple days ago. And um, uh, it's so funny, I like didn't even really think about it when I did it. This is a little teaser, but this actually isn't even in the book. This will probably be. <laughs> either not in any book or not but it's kind of like that yeah like there's like a, um it's it's kind of chronological like it's it's broken up into cities i've lived in so it's like or places i've lived so like the first chapter is alaska and then it's like and then it's like um lake chelan washington and then it's like uh cashmere washington and then it's uh los angeles when I was here for college and then it's Seattle, where it's like my, all my whole kind of twenties. And then it's Los Angeles modern day. And then it's like the end of the world is kind of the final chapter. And, and that has a lot of stuff like, like, like this, that's more kind of like, like bitchy commentary or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but that, but then a lot of it is like the, you know, I have such insane, like store, like I just, so much crazy shit has happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of like stuff. And because I had, when I started writing this, it was literally, it was very much out of like a necessity for my mental health almost. Like mm -hmm. I was going through a weird time. I had just had my first, like, I just had to like end a relationship. I didn't really know what I was doing. I felt myself getting a little bit older and I was just like, I have some feelings that I'm not comfortable with. And I just started writing every day again. It had been a little while. And I was like, I'm not going to touch my phone every day until after I write some a piece. Sure. So I, I wrote for about a year and then I pared it down to what the book is now. And, um, you know, it's everything from childhood stories that are kind of sweet, like, you know, getting chased off my bus stop by a moose in Alaska and, and uh, making friends with moose and like, you know, uh, being on the sailboat and hanging with my family and like, you know, the orchards of central Washington and like, you know, you know, like, uh, like losing my virginity and getting drunk for the first time and, you know, stuff like that, everything to like, you know, uh, the time I got jacked off at gunpoint by my drug dealer and like the time, wow. and, you know, like, <laughs> like when I got like, <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, and the time when my, I, my drug dealer shot, like shot this piano player in the stomach in an alley, like in front of me and like, you know, just crazy shit. Like I've been through crazy shit <laughs> Yeah. and, uh, you know, smoking crack and fucking like, flying to, you know, flying places with, you know, ounces of heroin in my pockets and, you know, just like, I don't know. I'm in, just, man. I'm in, I can't wait to read this. 
It's cool. So, so I, so I, I literally finally, I, I, the thing that was holding me up, I mean, besides my own self was like that I couldn't settle on a cover and, uh, I, I tried so many other things and it's funny, actually, I didn't realize it until after I sent it to you, but that photo that you used that you like wrote over, mm -hmm. I ended up using that in my cover. I was like, actually, I kind of, after I saw what you sent back, I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. So I sent it to the, this girl, Mia, who's doing the, the layout of the book. And she was like, oh, this is cool. And she kind of laid it into this like kind of classic. It almost looks kind of like a, like an old record cover or something, but she sure. used that photo. So, so finally we decided on that. I sent it out to management. Um, um, the, this, this woman named, do you know who Linda Perry is? Sounds familiar. She's, she was in that band Four Non Blondes. She was oh, singer. yes, yes. Uh, she has yes. a show, right? She has a show on, like a, she has a yeah. show on TV. She, she like helps, she mentors people. She mentors people, yeah. yeah. But she, she's a management, she, she managed Jesse Joe for a long time. And uh, her and I have written a bunch of songs. She wrote like, you know, um, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. And she wrote like every Pink song. And um, she's amazing. And she, she's always been really supportive of my, of my, um, like poetry and, and prose writing. And she was like, Hey, if you finish a book, I'll manage it for you. She's like, I'll fucking make some, she's like, she's a badass. She's like, I'll make somebody publish it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I just sent it off to her. So we'll see what happens. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see, uh, I can't wait to see that come out. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I, just, I started on the second one. So. Oh, really? Cool. All right, let's get, I'm going to share my screen with you. Love it. And I'm going to ask you some questions about some pictures. I, um, I described the picture a little bit just for the people listening, even though this will still be on YouTube. Oh, cool. You should see my screen now. I see it. Very cool. I like that cap. Thank you. Thank you. That's my, uh, my logo for everything. My, everything. I, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, and let's bring up the first picture here. Uh, this, this one I pulled off of your uh, Insta. Mm -hmm. uh, it's you yep. sitting next to you. I'm not sure who this is. Um, that is that is a guy named well no let you finish and i'll say everything about it oh no cool uh, yeah you're sitting here on um on the couch <laughs> there you have a cowboy hat mm -hmm. on you got some white powder on your face <laughs> and sure uh, then you're sitting next to somebody wearing a wig heart sunglasses yes. wearing a nice little jacket there i don't and a dress <laughs> yes I, he sure is. That's, that's, that's the extent of my description skills. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that seems like it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? That's, mm -hmm. This is actually um, a lot less um, debauched than it seems. This is actually a recent photograph from Halloween this year. Um, so uh, this is Wade Riff. He's, he's, in, he's the bass player of the Jesse Joe band. And we, we had a little band get together where we all went and got like several COVID tests. And then we went over to Jesse Joe's house and had like a little dress up like Halloween party thing. Um, and uh, that is, I decided to go as a cocaine cowboy. In my past life, this would have been like a very real look. And, <laughs> but now that that powder is actually um, gluten-free tapioca flour and um <laughs> not as badass as it looks but um it yeah. was a super fun night yeah and wade looks really good in that dress uh absolutely stunning it. stunning yeah stunning um, <laughs> he really is the uh yes yeah, so i knew that this uh, that wasn't real um yeah 
And Although I do have that, photos that are real that are I'm like sure that. They, you just do. they just look less cool <laughs> than this. I'm sure you do. Are you going to put any of those photos in the book? Um, or are you leaving photos out completely? I, there, there aren't really photos. Um, there aren't really photos, but but there are a lot of scans of my pages. So here, let, let me, sh I can show you. Yeah. So some of the stuff is, is uh, a lot of the layout is just kind of like, you know, a regular book, but I also like write, I have a travel, this like, this trusty little. travel typewriter that I take with me everywhere in my suitcase. Right. And so when I travel with it, like wherever I'm at, I will write on like, for instance, like some like sleazy ass, like hotel stationery, <laughs> or like I found all these, um, uh, like old, like airmail envelopes yeah. or like, um, these like gnarly ass, like hustler club, yeah <laughs> hustler club center folds so like a lot of a lot of the book is scans of like different kind of different um stationary and weird stuff like that um, that's very cool so, very very artistic uh, but but there aren't any photographs of of uh of me in it really gotcha gotcha yeah okay um all right let me come back to the screen here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay and there we go all right, so this is you um, sitting in a hotel room, motel room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and the caption was, you know, how I miss these days of traveling, touring, and things like that. Yeah. So, so when, I, when was this? So this, uh, God, where was this? If you remember. <laughs> I don't really remember where this yeah. is. Um, I mean, uh, it, obviously, we was just on tour. Right. Um, this might have been Japan. Really? Yeah, this might have been Japan, actually, because I was thinking, like, the last, like, long U.S. tour we, I did, I had, which I think we'll probably get to later, but I had a broken foot. So if my foot is not broken, and this is a recent photo, then it must have been, because the last place, I think, before lockdown... I think we, we were in Japan. Yeah, it was more of a recent photo as far as like chronological on your Instagram. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I uh I, that's what yeah, I was but, wondering. But but I think it was probably just on tour in some random hotel room. I pro I probably was either about to shower or had just showered. <laughs> um I don't know. The, the, those are like kind of like the high that you know, those are the kind of like landmarks in a day of touring. It's like did you sure. get to clean yourself? Did sure. you <laughs> did you get to eat something that is um, uh, not disgusting. Um, that's about it. Hang that's out it. with your friends, play some yep. music. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's very cool, man. Um, so hopefully, you know, 2021 is a uh, a turnaround for getting back out on the road and things like that. Who oh, knows? dude. Who fuck knows? Yeah. If not, I'm just going to go do it my fucking self. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just tour. Just like tour people's backyards. <laughs> I'll do anything. Dude. You have a spot, fucking, you have a spot here. Play, always. <laughs> bar, bar mitzvahs. Fucking, I don't there care. Luncheons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is actually the photo you sent to me. Um, Thomas is on the rooftop. He's got the guitar in his hand, smiling. Um, what city is this? This is... This is Manhattan. Okay. 
I should um, know that. <laughs> this is this is the this is the roof of the Rolling Stone building. We were playing Rolling. We were doing this is like a press day. We were doing Rolling Stone. As you can tell that as you can tell, I had I have a giant leg brace on because my foot yes. was broken. Yes. Um, I also love this photograph because I, I don't get to wear it very often, but this is like my favorite suit ever of all time. It's like an, it's an, it's like a 1940s Nathaniel West, um, like kind of like cowboy suit, which they never fit me. Cause I'm, I'm like six foot five and cowboys <laughs> in the, in the forties were like not as tall as me. Right. And this one, I didn't even have to get it tailored. Like I was good. I had like the tailor on deck and I, I tried it on. I was like, Oh, I don't even, and I never, and I never put it on, but I wore it for the, and uh, I love it. And um, this tour was insane because it was, I was, I had just broken my foot running. Actually, I was like running down Franklin and in, in 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 Hollywood right here, and this little girl like ran out from behind a car onto the sidewalk, and I went to go like dodge her. She was like running from her dad, like laughing. And I went to go dodge her and I just like stepped on the top of my foot and broke my foot. And oh, then man. I had, and then I, and then I had to go right out on tour and it was the heavy doing kind of like the, the only big touring that we did for this last record. And we had Jesse Joe opening up. So I was playing twice a night doing double press wow. um, and, you know, flying a ton. We did a ton of like, like, New York, LA, New York, just back and forth, UK, fucking back. It was so gnarly. And, uh, and yeah, we got to play, we got to play on the, this is a Jesse Joe press. We did the roof of the Rolling Stone and, uh, of Rolling Stone magazine. And so what, this it was listen, a really fun time. This is a, first of all, beautiful suit. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I'm going to skip ahead one picture here because this must be the same day. Same day, different outfit. Yeah. Uh, on the inside, yeah. I was so I was on crutches the whole time. I just had like during that last like when I was on stage, I would like throw them behind my amp and kind of like balance on one foot while I played because <laughs> I didn't want to like sit down or something because that's yeah. so gnarly. But yeah, I was I was on crutches the whole the whole time. Wow. So. But it it kind of made it nice for all the airports actually because they they'll like wheel you around. Oh yeah, you and get you, special and, treatment. And you, yeah, you kind of get a skip, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, some of the secure, the long security lines and stuff. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and everybody just like loaded all my gear for me and stuff. Because usually I like to help with that. Right. Usually I, yeah. I, mean, I don't, you know. Everyone holds and, the door. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, people are nice when you have, when you have something wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yep. So we talked about this before, but I had to bring this up. This is from the video yes. from um, Rough Sweat. Yes. Um, and... I'm sorry. Who was it? What was her name again? Kariba Hine. Kariba Hine. And that's, and that's Max Carver. Yeah. Max Carver. And this is right before yeah. the very, very shocking ending of, the, yes. of this video. Um, yeah. I did not see that coming at all. Um, but I really Good. enjoyed it and I can't push it enough. I really want people to check it out. It's really cool. So I had to bring that up and I hope they do too. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going like to be, it. I'm definitely going to put it up later on. Uh, he is that, that, that the guy who made that video has been, has been uh, hitting me up. Like, dude, can we do another video, please? And yeah. like, it's the same thing for me where I'm just like resistant. For, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what song <laughs> I'll get back to you, but he's like, dude, let's just do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So maybe there'll be a part two to that. That, that would be so cool. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So uh, next picture, 
This is uh, Jesse Joe Star. Yes, that um, is. Thomas on the, the left playing the guitar. Wonderful. And who's playing the drums? That is Dan Glusak. He is the drummer for the Jesse Joe band. Mm -hmm. um, he's also from Long Island. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's, he, cool. he was in, you know, it's so funny. I met him uh, when I first started playing with Jesse Joe. With the I we had to put the band together like it was kind of her and I and like we were like okay let's put the band together and management sent people in and the first people they sent in were Dan and he used to be in a band called Envy on the Coast I don't know if you remember oh them. yeah definitely uh, he's the yeah so like I toured with them when I was like 19 years old like we I, I was like oh shit I know you and then the the bass player that walked in was Julio from As Tall as Lions who is also wow. in that whole. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I was like, fuck, dude, I've toured with all you guys. Like we, we were, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a decade, but we were buddies. So like, it kind of like worked out. So that was kind of, that was the band for a little while, was there? That's crazy. So, that just brought me back yeah. to, you know, I grew up here. So. Yes. I Envy on the Coast is from here. Um, yes. And I saw them at a place called The Crazy Donkey. It's, it's not here anymore. Oh my God. Dude. Dude, I know that. With the mirrors? Yes. Dude, dude, I, I hate playing that place because <laughs> I, you, you have to stare at yourself while you're on stage. I've played yeah. that place before. Yeah, you I have. think I played it with them. Did you play it with them or did you play it with Saves the Day? Because I know you mentioned Saves the Day. And oh, yeah. I well, saw I, them together. Okay, okay. I played... <laughs> so I played there with... Oh, God. It maybe with Saves the Day. Uh, but then also, I think Forgive Durden played there with, um, that was my first band. That was my, like the Fuel by Ramen band. That was like my first band out of college. Uh, and we played there with that, with the Almost, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and I think Envy on the Coast. It might've been a different show than the one you saw. But. Okay. Maybe. Well, there's a possibility, and this is really strange because this world is really small, that we met yeah. at that time because... I was really into that scene and I always hung out with the people around, uh, Dude, especially places did. like that, because there was no like backstage. It was like, you just go out yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. Very cool. That's so crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got the heavy, right? This is heavy. This is a, uh, I took this picture. This is like way down the page. So I'm assuming that this is a little older. Um, yeah. You got Thomas here uh, with the heavy. Mm -hmm. So do you remember this at all? Or is this? I do remember this. Yeah, Lo, Lo our back, our, the, the main backup singer took this. She was taking a lot of film, film photographs on, on this tour. And this one's really cute. Um, this is, yeah, these are my guys. That's uh, the entire, who is that in the back? Oh, 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 yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Bob's the trumpet player. So zoom good. in a little bit there. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't recognize him from. He looked different from there. But yeah, I actually just played with. I had, I had both, both the horn players. That they, they they live here in LA, so I had them come out and play on the Jesse Joe record. But yeah, um, on unreleased stuff, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to hearing the new stuff. I know the last album, uh, The Suns, right? That's what it was called. Yes, yes. Really good stuff. So I'm really Super excited fun. to, really excited to hear the new stuff. Yeah. I came, you know. This is a learning experience for me, really, doing this show. It's like yeah, I, bet. I get to, you know, I get in touch, I get put in touch with people such as yourself, and I may you know, sometimes I hear people and sometimes I don't. And yeah. but the most exciting part is learning about something new. I mean, dude, 
white china gold man i'm playing that like all oh, week thanks man like and yeah, it's I gonna really continue to be that. played like <laughs> i'm just uh, that means so much to me because i no, just really like, seriously you know, yeah just, yeah uh speaking of which <laughs> oh I, yeah this thing so this is the problem i figured it out <laughs> Uh, when I heard this a few weeks ago, when I first got in touch with you, I looked up, um, your name. I didn't know white China gold at the moment. Yeah. So I looked up Thomas Hunter and this is what comes up now. Obviously <laughs> you're not, this is not you. No, that's me. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look a little different, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So this album, the first one is under Thomas Hunter. The second one yeah. is under white China gold. Just so you I don't know. know I don't know um, how that happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone else listening too, if you want to find both of them, you have to look up both names, Thomas Hunter and white China gold. Yeah. That was yeah, the point. Yeah, that was the point I was getting out there. Yeah. Right. I know that, that that guy has plagued me. That other Thomas Hunter has plagued me since yeah. the beginning. <laughs> I always get, I always get like, he always gets his albums get listed like along with mine, like ever since right. <laughs> that first came out. Yeah. So anyways. I was like, wow, this is, at first I was like, holy shit, man, that's a really like artistic cover, you know, like just take some <laughs> random dude and put him on your cover. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this isn't him. So. No, man. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, I got one more question, uh, which I ask yeah. everyone. It is mm -hmm. on a scale from one to hell fucking yeah. How stoked were you to be here today? <laughs> dude, so fucking stoked, bro. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I loved it, man. Man, so so great. Thank you. Awesome, man. man. Thank you. Yeah. Hell fucking yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh let's keep in touch, man. Because absolutely, dude. I'm not only a fan now, but uh I'm a friend. And uh I love that anytime, Same, dude. Anytime you'd love to come back on, I'd love to have you. And I'd love uh, to. Next White China Gold yeah. record, next yeah. book. We'll do absolutely. a little thing. We'll do the little the book thing. It. I'm really excited about the book too. Yeah. I'll send you one. Uh, very cool. Um, cool. Yes, yeah, send me your address and stuff. I'll send you one when they get. Will do. Absolutely. I got merch coming out with them too. Sweatsuits. Ooh, I love sweatsuits. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on. Read a little. I wear them on the. I wear them on the show. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Our brother. Thomas, thank you so much, man. Thank enjoy, you, man. enjoy your new furniture. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I got a new bed. I'm gonna go lay down. Ah, oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> and uh, hang in there, man. You know, stay All right, safe. Brother, you and, too. All right. Much love. Yeah. Thank you very Thanks much. Later, dude. All right, Thomas. Peace.